Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining for another episode of my podcast. This one's a little bit different. I'm being interviewed by the Tip Network, and I'm really excited because you guys will get a bit of a different look into who I am as a person, why I do this, and overall, I think it's pretty interesting. This is part one of two interviews that we do, so I hope you guys enjoy. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure that you donate to my link for November. I'm trying to raise $100,000 for November, so make sure you go donate a all right, welcome to Tip Talks with special guest Chloe Roma. Uh, we want to thank you all for being with us and we want to welcome our guest. We are not going to spend your time with a long monologue. We're going to go right into it. We're going to let uh, Chloe tell us about herself and tell us uh, what she does and what she's uh, here for. Then we're going to go right in to some questions that we've solicited from our audience. Okay, so boom, take it away. Hello, everybody. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Chloe Roma, a.k.a. everybody's favorite pick me, a.k.a. the most banned girl on TikTok, a.k.a. I'm a men's rights advocate. So I've been making content for three and a half years, uh, gender-related gender issues. I talk about men's issues and women's issues, but I have a male focus um, just because everything else is like female-focused. So I thought I'd switch it up a little bit. And that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Cool, cool. I have a crazy cool. tattoo, and I live in Canada. That's, that's as <laughs> yeah. <it> gets. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about the weather beforehand. Yeah, so so welcome, welcome to the, the Tip Network, uh, where we, we we call ourselves polite savages, where we believe in etiquette, but we will ask a couple of tough questions, especially uh, from the audience. They have a lot of questions to ask Miss Roma here. Question number one: uh, Where are you originally from? Are you originally from Canada? No, so uh, a lot of people don't know about me. Uh, I was actually born in Romania in 1997, and uh, I spent the first two years of my life in an orphanage, and then I was adopted to Canada in 1999. So, yeah, I'm Romanian gypsy, hence the name Roma. Roma just yeah. means Romanian gypsy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Bringing out etymology. I can't say the word. Break, basically, breaking down your, the origins of your name. That's what right. we're doing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So, uh, as I said before, so uh, this I just want to give a little backstory of how this came apart. So I get a message today, and a message says, "Hey, do you want to do an interview with me?" And I was like, uh, "Sure, uh, yeah." And, and like we were totally unprepared. Yeah, I was uh, still asleep too. Yeah. So I mentioned Scott. I'm like, "Hey, dude, uh, wake up, uh, wake up, and uh, call me back." Uh, he calls me back, and then you know I'm at work. You guys go to work, and then we're like, "Okay, uh, we, we have this tonight. Can we make it?" Can we make it work? We didn't make it work uh, tonight, awesomely. And, uh, you know, I didn't really have any content planned. Usually uh, I have, like, a whole content list planned. So uh, right. Chloe said, hey, ask your audience questions, and I'll answer the questions now. And so that's what I did. And this actually, actually, let's get this one question out of the way. Chloe, are you a Calgary Flames or an Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers fan? You guys don't laugh at me, but I'm actually neither. I root for uh... – <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> oh, the Maple Leafs? The Maple Leafs, right? I think so. Yeah, oh. Maple Leafs. yeah. But if I had to pick between the two, it would probably be uh, Calgary. In, okay. in typical Texan fashion, I like football. So I don't know. You don't know nothing I was about like, it. I was like, ice hockey sounds cool. All right. All right so all right, uh, this so. is the first question uh, from a self-made. And he is a, a content creator and and uh, been around to a lot of places. Uh, and, and it's it's a uh, 
it's, it's an interesting question. So he says, Canada and the United States are two different societies, one being capitalistic, the other socialistic. The question is, what validates you to give men relationship advice, being that you are from a different system? Mm. So it's, it's good question. I, I, I tell you, they're polite savages. They like, I tell them, like, hey, you can't come here acting a fool, but they can ask a, a question no, that's going to be riveting. Fair enough. Um, I guess the simplest answer to that would be um, I don't have a targeted, uh, like, demographic placement wisely country wise right i don't just dedicate my message to people in the uk or to people in canada or to people in the us so i think the people i, I don't really feel like that necessarily matters because whoever picks up on my content and whoever feels like they vibe with it um no matter where you're from it just kind of is what it is but i think overall what validates me to give men uh, dating advice is, I guess, just like history. So, you know, in the past growing up, I grew up around a lot of guys and, um, I was just super close with them. And this stuff definitely just goes way back. You know, I used to help them write their apology letters to their girlfriends. Uh, used to get in fights with their girlfriends who would put their hands on them. Uh, you know, so this stuff just kind of goes back for me. And, uh, you know, I've seen my advice work. I've also seen it not work. But for the most part, I feel like my advice has always clicked with people way back from when I was a teenager. So I just feel like I'm just going to do it no matter what. And if people don't like it, that's okay. Um, there's tons of other people who give relationship advice. That was a full-throated answer. That was cool. <laughs> Sorry. Cool. And, and I, I like, I just seen these questions just now. <laughs> so Like I see the questions like a half an hour before we started and I was just putting them out. And so no, this I is, like uh, them. I was expecting, like, do you have a penis or things like that? That's a top Googled question about me. Is Roma Army a really? man? Damn. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, they'll be letting you off easy if that's the only questions they're asking you. So. Well, 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 I mean, hey, 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 look, if y'all want to super chat that, you can, but <laughs> but I, <laughs> you're going to have okay, me on these streets looking, asking those questions. Okay. So, uh, this is coming from Mika for Better Biatches podcast. Uh, Mika's a content creator. She's uh, she's just starting her own channel. She was part of another channel before, uh, so uh, yeah. she's had a couple of streams. She's she's a uh, she's uh, also a polite savage, and it's uh, referring to your Patreon. It says, "What is something you came up with on a whim, or was it strategically planned for the start of your career, and a reason for it?" Referring to your Patreon. Yeah. Was it something I came up with? Oh, was my was my Patreon something that I came up with on a whim, or was it strategically planned? Oh, okay. So um, I didn't actually know what Patreon was, uh, nor did I like blow up on purpose. To be completely honest with you guys, I never even used to think I was funny. Um, I was a single mom to a two-year-old at the time, uh, piss fucking poor, super poor, in post-secondary for. Uh, disabilities and FASD and one day I just made a video completely unrelated to men's issues it was about a fire drill happening and it just blew up on TikTok and I was like shit am I funny so I started just making random videos like that and then uh, I saw a video of a girl saying that it was like something along the lines of like if if men if men want to stop dying at such a high rate then they just need to like follow women's lead or something it was just something ridiculous so I made a video about it and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, 
And from there, people started tagging me in people's content because they just wanted to hear my opinion. And then I got asked uh, to make a Patreon. So I looked it up, I made it. And thankfully due to that, I am no longer piss poor and I'm able to provide for myself and my family. And yeah, so definitely not strategic, but a huge blessing, that's for sure. Okay. I got to salute that because becoming part of a content creator is participating in the creator economy and getting financial freedom in this way where you're making your passion into not only your purpose, but it's a, a sustainable living for yourself and your family. So I applaud that. Like, yeah. I'm all about that. Grover's all about that, too. So well, we're always talking about business, especially I'm, in the background, and especially yeah. on to with other I'm, people. I'm about, I'm about business. I'm about, uh, I'm really about freeing yourself from, like, even though I still work, I own a business besides working and I do this. So I'm about freeing yourself from uh, any one stream of income because doing that makes you very susceptible to, like, whatever's going on in the world. Right. Uh, so I, I do think that that was a pretty uh, great uh, question yeah. uh, from Minka. Oh, your content is, uh, and this is a question I, I just came up with. Your content is very short form. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, it's like edited, but it seems like it's like the edited, the edits are like, it almost looks like it's done inside. And, and, and if it's not, I, I apologize, but it, it has its charm. It almost looks like it's done like on a, on an iPhone and you're just bam, 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 and putting it out. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, did you come up, how did you come up with that technique of doing that? That's, that's me from a content creator, because, uh, like, I know, like, I, I try to do TikTok like that, and it never comes out. Like, I, this is kind of, like, the thing I can do best, is, like, sitting here and talking. Uh, and so, uh, how did you come up with that style, before I go to the next question? Um, I have no idea. It kind of started with me, like, kicking in my bathroom door, uh, and just being outrageously loud in the mirror. Um yeah. Don't really know why. <laughs> and yeah, that's then, how I discovered your content too. Yeah. And you in the bathroom. You in the bathroom. That's how I discovered your content. You're like blown up at that stage. And I was like, oh my God, this girl is just yeah. showing that content creation can be done in the bathroom and, you know, basically yeah. succeed. Because if you're so. scrolling TikTok and you just see someone talking in your face, okay, it is yeah. what it is. But if you scroll a video and bam, someone's kicking the door open, I'd be like, okay, what is this person talking about? Right, right. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the reason why, and I'm about to kick up my part, my, my podcast again, and I have changed like some style of how I do my videos, but you know, for the most part, the reason why it's on my iPhone is because like none of my content except for the no dick is planned. All of it is done um just on a whim so i'll sit there and i'll record and then i'll think and then i'll record you know what i mean so that's why my content comes across like that because i just think of something and i go for it i i don't even know i would be a really shitty stand-up comedian because i can't I, I can't write things out i can't script things um i'm just way better on a whim so you don't have a process at all in the beginning of like what inspires you to all of a sudden turn the camera on and start creating content? Does it just come like, like, do you batch record? Do you have like a bunch of different ideas and you work down the list or just whenever the, the idea starts to fancy you? It's kind of just whenever there, there are some times where, uh, like for example, the lethality screening video that I did, um, helping men screen themselves for, um, whether or not they were at high risk of being, um, do I have to censor my language here? No, no. Okay. Uh, whether or not, if they're in an abusive relationship, uh, assessing their risk of being killed by their female partner, um, that one, 
I was like, I don't know, I was putting one of my kids to bed and I, I like thought of it. So I wrote it down in my notes because I couldn't do it right then. And then, um, you know, did the proper research for that one because obviously that one's, you need to be a lot more factual with that. So, um, yeah, yeah actually, for the most part, I, I just don't plan. I just kind of, it's TikTok. I just use TikTok to film it. It's just easier. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and straight up killing it. Like, TikTok's a difficult platform. Right? Mm -hmm. The first video I made, for us, especially for men, yeah. man, they are like down on us with a hammer or first, something. They first just video not want to TikTok got us like a strike or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was like, don't do that again. I was like, it's like, oh, here's a viral view, view or yeah, viral video, and all of a sudden, <laughs> ah, you're gonna get banned if you keep going down this route. Yeah, it's insane. I I lost track of how many times I've gotten banned from TikTok. I used to be at two million, and then I've made it back up to a million quite a few times, and then now I just keep getting banned before I hit half a million on there. So, just the shitty thing about TikTok is it's the fastest way to reach like thousands of people at once. Right. So, well, not for us. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Try uh, keeping okay. the door open. Yeah. So I, I I have a question uh, that just just came through, okay. and it's and it's uh it's, it's it's a little direct, but uh it is it is phrased politely. What do you say to the folks who say that you are a chameleon? Oh my goodness. Um. Hmm. You know, I get it. I I get the apprehension. Um. Because at the end of the day, it's just not, it's not normal. Uh, it, it's not atypical. It's not really what you see. You don't see a lot of women, um, you know, talking about any issues that aren't like feminist related. And it's, that's just kind of because like, that's how society wired us. And so I assume, you know, whenever I see a guy that's like a hardcore feminist, I'm side-eyeing him too. I'm like, are you secretly a weirdo? What's going on? Because um, it's just not typically what you see. Um, but at the end of the day, to those people, um, you know, I'm never going to stop. Like, I, I'm going to do this probably until I die. Um, and I think chameleons are really good at copying, repeating the same stuff. And I feel like I've added, like, many, many, many new ideas into the men's rights community in itself. So... I was just, what other people think of me really isn't my business. So I don't know, either give me a chance or fuck off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you've uh, definitely been the microphone for men's issues. And it's, I know like the chameleon gets thrown, uh, the chameleon, the word chameleon gets thrown around a lot, but not many women speak up for men. So it's kind of nice to have the women say it because it seems like it has more impact on women when women say it. Uh, right. I mean, I, I just always think like, like you said, it's atypical. And, and so, you know, and, and so if it's atypical, and people are going to look at it a certain way. And like, I, and first of all, I'm very cynical. Scott is very, uh, he's very optimistic. I'm optimistic. He's a, yeah. he, he's I'm young. He's young, <laughs> like, 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 you know, he has a young face. I've been beat up by the world. I was born a lot of years before him when uh, basically the things were probably, I can, I can recognize that things were a little different when I was coming up, right? So I always just look at it and say, listen, Every time I see anybody do anything, I think of like, what's their angle? What are they getting paid? What are what are they doing? And so I understand why people would say, "Oh, you know what? This is for a uh, this could be a chameleon or a thing like that." But yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah, but 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 it is what it is, you know. Yeah. And, and so, but I would say this, and I would say this to anyone: if you're here to do business, 
you're here to do business. So I'm not mad at someone who's here to do business. You know, right. I'm not mad at all. But I will say that if you're, if you're uh, just always just tell me you're here to do business. And that's all I care about. So if someone right. says, hey, I'm coming here out of my heart and it's not that this, I'm like, hey, cool. That's awesome. If you say, hey, I'm coming here and I'm here to make money, I'm here to do business. I'm like, hey, cool. That's it. Right. So uh, I got another, I, I, I do know that uh, like, I always wonder how did you come to this position? Like, I know, like, how did you start making uh, content, how you're kicking in the door, which, by the way, when you used to come in the bathroom, kicking the door, I'm like, why is this woman in the bathroom spazzing out? But I always thought it was, I always thought it was funny. I thought it was genius to to catch someone's attention. But uh, was there, but as far as the men's right issue, and I ask this question sincerely, was there anything else that happened in your life that brought you to this position or, or like, because I, it's atypical. I just have a hard time thinking like, how, could I, I sense a passion or a reason behind it and right. for me I always try to look for the why fair enough I've thought about this for a long time because people have asked me for years since I started why do you do this and I never had a definitive answer because it's kind of like and not to relate men to puppies but if you were to see like somebody kicking a puppy or beating the shit out of an old man and that shit like tugs on your heartstrings you may not be able to say, okay, this is exactly why this hits me so strong. It's just something that hits you. But through really the last year uh, doing therapy, go therapy, go to therapy, guys, um, doing a lot of therapy work, um, I realized that a lot of it comes from uh, just my story. And so, you know, just to kind of break it down super simple, because I've had a long life, after I was adopted from Romania to Canada, my adopted mom was like wildly abusive, like wildly. And my dad, he was a architectural engineer. So he worked tons, made a lot of money, gave my mom the opportunity to stay at home, raise her kids, adopt two other kids. Um, and she still was verbally abusive, physically abusive, um, absolutely heinously abusive to me. Um, she was just terrible. She was a terrible, she was a Becky. She, she was definitely a Becky. Um, was the type of woman who, you know, would have tried to kick him out and say, you're never going to see your kids again, even though he spent his whole life providing for her. So, you know, my mom had a big part in it. Uh, Growing up in social services had a huge part in it. Seeing the boys around me get treated differently by police, by staff members. You know, it was always the boys who had their heads slammed down on the cop cars and they were offering me a cigarette. Excuse me. You know what I mean? So Mm. I because I grew up on the streets, because I didn't get along with girls, girls never liked me. I hung around a lot with boys. And I think it gave me the ability to kind of see the world through their eyes. Um, And I listened to them. So, you know, that's really it is just paying attention to the men around me growing up with guys. And, you know, I was just shown a different world than what I would have seen as a female who could have had all female friends. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, your experiences shape you, your environment shapes you, yeah. especially if you have a lot of close friends. And uh, I guess at that point, you living out of a home like that, um, it, they become your family members, right? The people that you yeah. grew up with in the orphanage. So, and seeing the struggles and the issues they didn't have to deal with. I mean, I can see how it shapes you and how mm-hmm. now you're becoming a voice for them because they never really had a voice themselves in those right. situations. So it's good right. now that you're broadcasting your voice and be able to help in that way. And, and that's, I, that's your purpose. That's your path. So 
Yeah, right. exactly. Well, especially that part about like family, you know, just to clarify, I was adopted when I was two years old. Okay. Um, but I ran away when I was nine from that family just due to severe abuse. Um, and so I grew up like on the streets of Calgary around you know, like mainly guys. And now as I stand here today, uh, most of them are dead. Uh, my very, very closest best friend, he passed away just a year ago. A lot of them died from suicide. Um, addiction issues, workplace deaths, uh, just a lot of stuff that's like really, that really heavily impacts men the most. And so I think when I, when I see videos of like guys getting hit or girls saying these really shitty things, I think a part of me, it just brings me back to my childhood. And maybe that's where the passion comes from. Cause I don't like bullies. And I feel like these people are bullies so much that like men are killing themselves at an alarmingly high rate and nobody cares. And that bothers me. So that's why I do it in a nutshell. Yeah, no, that's no, a, that's an excellent answer. I, I, mean, I, I think I think that is, like I said, like for me, especially being probably the oldest guy in the chat, <laughs> you know, the oldest guy here, right? Always like, always just want to know hey, why. Your birthday's coming up. Yeah. Hey, Happy birthday to Grover. Yeah, yeah. It's your birthday like, present. Yeah, my, my, my birthday <laughs> present is my wife's going to buy me a walker. That's my birthday present. <laughs> just make sure it's got gold tennis balls. That's it. <laughs> shit <laughs> she, she's watching she's watching this laughing her ass off right now but, uh, <laughs> all right so i have another question uh from our uh from the polite savages and this is another content creator from australia and this is uh i think it's our western sydney australia his name is nixon talks uh and uh he's a good content creator uh very very dry wit mm -hmm. and so uh here, Nixon says uh, right here, I'm sure you can see it. What is your goal? You've been at this for a while, but what do you want from men? What do I want from men in return yeah. for me doing this? Or what do I want from men in the end? I, answer answer uh, both of them. I didn't ask for much context. This, uh, this okay. just like I'll, I'll, just, I'll just answer it how I perceive it. So my end goal, um, I have so, so, so many. I want to, um, I want to help lobby for the change of having uh, the child support system more regulated, um, not having it taken away, just more regulated, you know, some receipts and stuff like that, because there's a lot of um, just like fin financial abuse, in my opinion, uh, within the family courts. I really, really want to start a nonprofit organization. I also if I ever become like super, super, super rich, what I want to do downtown is I want to buy like a big sky rise and I want to turn it all into like subsidized housing specifically for dads who have just left like separation. Cause the number one reason why dads lose custody of their kids right away is because typically the husbands are kicked out. They don't have anywhere to go except for like maybe a friend's couch or a parent's house. And a judge often looks at that and says, well, that's not, good enough to take care of kids so they end up not seeing their kids and that makes the separation worse they fall into addiction suicide it's just completely not helpful so i want to uh yeah just basically build like a massive apartment building only for fathers who are recently separated nice big enough so that you know the kids can be there i want like three bedrooms four bedrooms five bedrooms XYZ. I have so many goals. I literally have so many goals. I want to do a movie. I want to be in documentaries. <laughs> I want to act on Saturday Night Live. 
I want to be on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just have so many goals. I don't know. I never want to stop. Like this, this is my career for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And to answer like, what do I want from men in return? Um, honestly, I can talk until my face goes blue. But if men don't like take what I say, especially when it comes to like supporting other men. And when we're talking about things like, you know, seeing signs for maybe their friend who's suicidal or depressed. Like I can talk so much, but it, I'm not a man, right? I'm not the one that's going to make the immediate impact. It's, you know, you guys who, you know, may watch my video and go, hey, actually, I think my one friend is in a really dark place. Let me reach out to him, you know? So I think like, I don't know. The only thing I would want is if you feel something from my videos just like put that into action or else if i die like no change is ever going to be made i'm just going to talk flapped my gums for years and that doesn't help anybody yeah. so <laughs> wow well uh you know this is interesting because you just said this it brings it to a it actually goes perfectly with the next question <laughs> uh and this is from another content creator called the vital message and uh, uh, who happened to show up in the chat already? Yeah, and, and uh, the vital message, and the vital message shows up in the chat exactly when yep, his question is yep, being yep. read somehow, which is <laughs> he probably planned that yeah. knowing him. He's smart. What's so, up, Caduceus? Uh, so uh, he says, I would like to know more about what you do in your day to day life to better men you advocate for, which is kind of like what you were talking about, what you want to do. So I guess I would pose this to you since you told us what you want to do. And I read this question as what are you doing to build towards that? Well, what I'm currently doing, um, first things first, I started a little bit more personally. Um, I have a grandfather who has been working for like so, so long and he's just like such a strong man. And he's like, he's just, he's always, he's just always been there. And like, he's just, I love him. Shout out grandpa. I'm going to do videos with him in the future. So you'll meet him. Um, but basically my grandmother, his wife, they've been married for like years and years and years and her cancer came out of remission. My grandpa is like a year away from retiring. And so he would have to go to work every day while my grandma's at home sick. And I just knew that'd be really tough for him. So I retired my grandfather. That was okay. the first thing I did. That was my first Damn. goal to kind of just give, just give back to him. Cause he really, like he built the foundation for who I call my family, my adopted family now. Um, so I did that and then it's more, the, the internet is tricky because I've like seen men on the internet who I like think need help and then I've helped them and then later found out that they were like a complete scammer. Um, so typically right now what I'm doing is kind of just like more in my community. So, you know, there's a dad who I know, um, who started off as my Uber driver. I hired him as like my personal assistant. Um, so that I could give him like more of an income and I've been posting his GoFundMe because he's trying to get his daughter to Canadian Nationals for figure skating and everything's really expensive. So right now I'm just like, it's more community, what I can control, what I can see, you know what I mean? And then 2023 is going to be a big year. I think 2023 is when I'm going to register for my nonprofit and get my passport and travel. Oh, passwords. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, God, there was a yep. question. There was a question I, I was mm -hmm. I was coming up with, but uh, I, I got caught up in a minutia of uh, talking. Oh, yeah, I do have a question, right? And I just want to close the gap because earlier you said that 
uh, you, you had you left uh, your foster parents at nine, went to the streets of Calgary, and then you're talking about your grandfather right now. So did you get adopted right. by another family after that? Uh, and so, or was there? <laughs> yeah. So my life is so complicated. So. <laughs> You guys are like, this is like the first time I'm talking about this publicly. So this is pretty crazy for me. So well, hold on. before you say anything, I totally appreciate that you even, you're, you're even uh, chatting with us like this. I want you to know that we're very appreciative of your time. Oh yeah, very much so. Oh, I appreciate you guys as well. You've been nothing but professional and kind. So I'm just getting over a cold, so I'm a little sniffly. Um, so I was born 1997 in Romania, sat in an orphanage until I was two. January of 99, I got adopted to um, a white family here in Canada. When I was nine, I ran away from a Safeway while my mom had her back turned. Social services took me in where I stayed until I was 12. When I was 12, I met the woman who I call my mother now. Mm -hmm. um, and I met her family. They were going to adopt me. However, a year into the adoption, her husband decided, no, they weren't gonna do it anymore. So back to the system I went, she maintained a relationship with me, her dad, who I refer to as my grandpa, and her mom, my grandma, uh, you know, they worked tirelessly for years and years and years to stay in contact with me, even at times when I didn't want them to. Um, and they've just always been there for me. So she's divorced from him now. Everybody's an adult now. <laughs> so uh, we're actually going through with an adult adoption. And I will I will legally be a part of that family soon, and I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You're never too old to get adopted. You're never too well, old no, to no, have hey, family. Hey, Remember that. So, so it makes it makes total sense now, and uh, also like, I, I think I think that that's you know, first of all, whenever I hear people doing since I'm older, whenever I hear people doing stuff for older people, hopefully Scott will uh mm. make sure retire me one day. Uh, <laughs> we're doing a couple old people things already. Yeah, yeah go to sleep <laughs> early. Yeah, go to sleep early. Not have enough energy. Make sure you get oh, in with the prune pork. juice in the morning. Oh, yeah, no, he eats prunes. Straight up, hold it. Dude, what the, bro, I will beat you. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't expose him like that. What are you doing? It's okay. They're, they're his prunes. Well, they're his. Straight He's up prunes. He got prunes right here. Right. I just want everybody prunes to know. Prunes are that delicious. We need an affiliate link right here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey self-made self asked me, is that elderly abuse? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm telling you, just, 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 savages. All right. All right. Uh, so let's see. I think I have another one here. I got another question. This is from Mika uh, for from the Better Batches. And... Uh, and so, all right, this is interesting. Uh, the ladies are hard, dude. Ladies are hard. So uh, do you think that men's rights activists from the past generations fell due to the sexualization of the movement? And if so, do you think that your actions may have the same effect of tarnishing the men's rights movement? Mika, better biatches. It's a compound question right there. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, um, oh, I hear a bit of an echo. Do you hear that or is it just me? Uh, there is a little bit of an echo. Let me see. Okay, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't hear it anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, well, first things first. Uh, the breakdown of past men's rights advocates, 100% uh, did not break down due to sexualization. 
Um, it actually broke down due to massive targeted harassment from um, feminists and um, other like private, I don't want to say corporations, but like kind of. Uh, so basically, if you're familiar with Erin Prizzy, Erin Prizzy uh, is somebody who dedicated her entire life to feminism. Um, and then towards the end of her career, she decided to, you know, she saw it was getting corrupt, started to speak on men's issues, opened up the very first uh, men's domestic violence shelter. Um, and she basically got like booted off the map. They were sending bomb threats to her house. I'm pretty sure her like dog got killed and got put on her doorstep. Um, we also look at professors, uh, specifically uh, Murray Strauss. He is somebody who literally invented the instrument that we use all over the world, the FBI, the police, uh, social workers, the instrument that we use to calculate uh, like risk assessment for domestic violence. Uh, Murray Strauss invented that instrument and then teamed up with other professionals, really respected professors in the feminist field. Um, they looked over over 200 studies and found out that things like the domestic violence rate were being inaccurately uh, presented, the domestic violence rate, and Murray Strauss himself identified seven different ways in which Basically, the narrative is being controlled. So where we think that women are suffering from more abuse, even though the domestic rate is 50-50, mm. X, Y, Z. And what he found was evidence that showed that targeted harassment had a huge part in it, uh, refusal to post any of their books. Um, there's a, a really common thing that'll happen where they will cite statistics that is opposite of the conclusion of the article. Um, it's basically this big conspiracy that's not really a conspiracy. Um, these people are like highly, highly respected. And after they published their article, uh, they as well were like booted out of pretty much the advocate community. So nobody asked them to come speak anymore. Um, the women specifically were targeted. Their universities were being targeted, harassing phone calls. So there's no evidence <laughs> whatsoever to show that sexualization broke down past men's rights movements or whatever but if we're gonna we'll just play off of the idea that it did one of the biggest issues that i face as a woman is sexualization and so the answer to changing that is not to cover up and be conservative because you know i'm speaking on men's issues and i might distract them it's not about that for me uh i feel like if I'm going to be a woman speaking on men's issues, it's only fair to make men aware of our issues as well. And just because I do something, I dress a certain way, or I post something, doesn't give anybody permission to disrespect me, to be rude, to harass me. And so, and that goes for everybody, every single woman, every single man, um, everybody. So I don't feel like being conservative, so to speak, would benefit the men's rights movement at all. Because of anything, it would feed into this idea that women should be conservative to be respected. And uh, I'm not super conservative, and I'm still respected for the most part. So I hope to continue to change that perception so that the world can be a little bit of a better place. Yeah, I agree with you because I'm not like super conservative either. I mean, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm libertarian, more on the liberal side, but yes, certain well, yeah. things that uh, women kind of do, I'm like, hey, hey. I mean, guys do it too. So, but I'm, I'm yeah. some of the delusional women. I kind of create like you can't have it all, ladies. 
Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I, I would say that. All right, so one of the things is, is that uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a typical conservatism where I actually believe that people have a right to do what they want to do. I want to live my life the way I want to live my life. I don't really want other people to tell me what to do in my household. So, uh, but I mean, I, you know, I, I think I think that people have to find their own groove. Like as far as like, I'm not going to go around and try to police other people because I have a hard enough time keeping my life together. My life is dynamic and hard. And so right. I, don't, I don't want to spend time uh, telling this person has to do this or this person has to do this. I will say, though, that uh, I think that I, I, I yearn for simpler times. And, and maybe that's just it could be a byproduct of how I was raised. But I just yearn for simpler times where I just didn't have to worry about. Uh, I, I, I didn't like I. I didn't have to worry. Like some some of the things I see, I, like I see some young girls with like mini skirts, and you can see half the derriere, and I start sounding like my grandfather all of a sudden. And I don't even, right. I don't even, I don't even mean to. I'm just like Jesus. What is she doing? And all of a sudden, I'm talking right. like my grandfather, right? Uh -huh. and, right. And you know, my grandfather will say that about, uh, you know, like oh, the, I can see that girl's knees, and now I'm like, hey, I can see more than the knees. You know, so <laughs> it's just, it's just one, of, one of those things. So that's hilarious. <laughs> but, but, but I, but I also think that. Uh, like me, me, me and my family dynamic is me and my family dynamic, right? So like we're 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 like conservative from day to day, like you know right. we're not like we eat at home most of the time and do stuff like big date night for us is going to the, going to see Black Adam, right? Mm -hmm. That was like right. the big date night. We were excited, so that's mm -hmm. just the way it is. Um, but I, you know, I think that's why the dynamic between us works is because I'm an older dude, I'm more conservative. I'm just trying to like give some knowledge and wisdom and stuff that I see. But yeah. he's here to every now and again. I'm a libertarian liberal fuckboy. That's what I'm here for. And he's here well, to that's be a why I subscribe to you guys, and I really enjoy watching your guys' dynamic, actually, because you guys are a really great example of Jesus of two people uh, who have different perspectives because you guys come from a different place. You come from a different walk of life. You just have different experiences. Um, but you guys bring that together on camera, just like really professionally. So there's any of my community here, because uh, I shared this uh, stream as well. You guys should um, you guys should definitely subscribe to these guys because they're wow. pretty awesome. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. So now I hey, have... we got to do one thing. We got to shout out Miss uh, Who? Miss Rojas. From what did she do? She just gave us a dollar ninety nine uh, super, super sticker. Super sticker. Shiba Inu. A Shiba Inu. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, those, those are like childhood dogs of mine. Childhood so, dogs. Yeah. So so it, it wasn't like pit bulls and rottweilers. That's no, no, it's just a little small. I grew up with killers. No, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah. came out. I don't know. Now I got to take it out. Like booty and chatter. <laughs> oh yeah. <booty> <laughs> all right. So all right. So I have one more question, and then. Uh, uh, I have one more question because we, we bless promise, you. We promise not to keep you too long, and we are we are at the we are exactly at the forty nine minute mark. Uh, mark, so Grover, 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 forty minute mark. We're at the forty minute forty mark. minute mark. Uh, All right, my bad. You got to change the prescription on your glasses. Got to make it stronger, Grover. I will. I will. I will super slap your ass. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, so here it is, right here. Uh, if you could share it, okay. So what laws and processes would you change to better? even to better even a playing field in the idiom of laws that affect men's rights and that's from us that's something that i didn't really have time to think of too many substantial questions but that's that's just uh, can you give me an example of laws that you would really change to uh make things uh to, to make things uh more even uh i think that the draft should go bye-bye um i would love to change 
I would I would love to change the fact that uh, little boys as young as 11 and 12 years old can be sentenced to life in prison in some circumstances um, or just obscenely large, long amount of times. It's just absolutely insane to me. And you just don't see 11 year old little girls going to go spend 30 years in jail. You just don't see it. So I'd like to change that. Um, I would like to have uh, I would like to change basically like the policies for therapists a lot of uh studies have shown that the reason why a lot of men don't go to therapy or the reason why they go and then quit um is because they feel like their therapist shares the same values as mainstream society so the therapist's personal ideas and personal feelings get in the way of that man being able to be vulnerable so i think that therapists need to be screened uh, for sexism, basically, misandry. Uh, do you think that abuse is a man's fault? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just real simple yeah. stuff that um, surprisingly a lot of people um, just flow with. Uh, I would also, I think child support, like the family courts is just a huge one. It's a huge one and it, and it is getting better. Um, you know, child support, it needs to be re-looked at instead of once a year, it should be every three months because uh, people's incomes change. Uh, we need to see more subsidy programs and more government support from men, considering like poverty can land you in jail as a father if you can't pay the bills and it just like doesn't happen for mothers. Um, so those are like three right off the top of my head. Okay, so I, I, so I want to go into each one of them because you kind of you kind of glaze over it, but I think it's really good stuff there. So let's talk about uh, jail sentences. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. The draft being gone. So, what do you yeah. mean? You mean just like no, uh, no? I don't. I don't. Maybe it's different in Canada. We haven't had a draft in the United States since my father was in the Vietnam War in sixty. I think he went in sixty eight. Uh, was before that was BG before Grover. So I don't care about anything else before that. Uh, but uh, I was I was trying to be funny, but it didn't work. Yeah, that fell flat. Uh, <laughs> so so uh, what, what do you what do you, what would you mean uh, draft being gone? Um, there's lots of countries that still um, implement the draft. I think I don't know. If, I think Romania is one of them, um, but I do know. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But I do know um, that there are still a handful of places that require men and women, uh, but typically it's men, uh, to sign up right from the age of 18. They have to complete three years. Um, and I'm pretty sure that there was some policies back in 2019. Mm -hmm. I, I think that they were looking at reinstating the draft, uh, just talking about it. Um, and they were just talking about, uh, yeah, they were definitely, they were talking about including women into the draft. And uh, one of the guys who was on Trump's team, I can't remember his name, but he made this big tweet and he's like, this is, this is a crime against our daughters. This is inhumane to force to even think about forcing our daughters to go to war. And they've been doing it to men forever. So yeah, I do, I do remember that specifically because it was a big, it was a big, a big shindig on my channel. So okay, now now you said jail sentences. I just want to clarify, uh, jail <laughs> sentences. Were, were were we talking about? Uh, you want so you said like you think it's crazy that like eleven year olds can get life. So would you want to like raise raise the age for where where you can get life? I, I don't think any eleven year old should get life. I mean, I think yeah. if a child that's eleven year old creates kills somebody, it's either an accident or they uh or they they really need some help. 
uh, I don't even think an 11 year old child can defend themselves uh, that way or would have the wherewithal. Even I couldn't, and I grew up pretty rough and tumble. Uh, right. So, w- what are you saying? Like, you would like to move the age uh, higher or do away with the death penalty? I'm just trying to get a sense. I, I don't feel like anybody, uh, personally, I don't feel like anybody under the age um, of, t- or, yeah, under the age of 21, I don't think that they should. I think that there should be an X amount of time um that they are allowed to spend in jail their brains are still developing uh kids are really easily um influenced especially if they you know if they don't come from very straight edge families um and boys are just they're just penalized harder way harder in the family courts um you know i distinctively can remember a girl who i knew um in my city, she's known, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of her, but she was that 12 year old girl who killed her parents with what? this dude online who like convinced her to be a vampire. Do you guys remember that? Uh, no, I, I no. vaguely remember that. Okay, <laughs> well that, that happened. That's on Twitter, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it happened happened on Twitter. And she was 12 years old and Jeez. she was sent to like, uh, you know, a secure locked program, which is where I met her, um, but it wasn't jail. Uh, none of that. She was just really treated like a manipulated victim as she should have been, but you don't see that treatment uh, with young boys, especially I think once they hit a certain age, society just stops seeing them as children and starts holding them a lot more responsible. Um, And so, yeah, I think that that should be age 21, boy or girl. I don't think you should be allowed to serve I don't know. I don't know. Like two years, more than two years. I don't know. And it makes it murky, right? But it's like if you're if you're a minor and you've murdered somebody or done a heinous crime, you were probably manipulated. You probably there's yeah. some mitigating factors in there. Okay. Uh, next one, and I'm just breaking down. I just made notes of everything you were saying. Uh, next thing is uh, family court should be looked at every three months, and so um, <laughs> is that the extent that you would look at it? And I actually have an opinion on this after. But when you say looking at it every three months, do you mean every three months to reevaluate how much child support the person should get? Income wise. So like, for example, there's there's fathers who uh, will lose their job and they're set to pay a certain amount of child support, um, but they can't change that amount until they're able to go back to court to get a review. Um, And so that's where you see uh, a lot of guys who have like, you know, they've lost their job and then they lose yeah, their license and then they end up in jail. And that's every, that's every, that's two years. And most, I know in California, it's two years. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and you know, California is different state by state. Two years. Yeah. It's a two, you get to uh, talk about it every two years. That is insane. Yeah. yeah. That needs to change. Now, one thing I would say is I, I think that uh, as far as child support, I think custody with a child if uh, should, which should start off 50, 50, like, and we're just seeing all things are equal. There's not abuse. There's not right. like, look, look, because if you can end a marriage for irreconcilable differences, meaning that I just don't love you no more. Right. Uh, I, I got a huge uh, debate with somebody on my channel because I was saying that like, because a person said irre- irreconcilable differences and you can, you can uh, chime in on this also. The person said irreconcilable differences is usually a woman. Uh, anecdotally, she said, from talking to women that that's women who are trying to protect a man and maybe he abused and maybe he did something else and i always said i don't understand because you're about to rip him apart anyway so if you're going to rip this person apart anyway uh you're going to take his child away from him why would you protect him i mean you should you should feel like you need a good reason like 
can take the father away. So we went to, we went through this, but what I say, and yeah. you can comment on that question, like uh, of like women saying, or or what this person saying anecdotally, do you believe that women use uh, irreconcilable differences, which is a big, which is eighty percent of the uh, divorces in the United States are initiated to that. Do they use that in a placeholder of saying abuse? Uh, but I think that it should just be 50-50 from the start. 50-50. Uh, you, you live with me half time, I live with you half time. Like my parents separated. It was it was uh it was 50-50, and my dad brought school clothes. And actually, I went with my dad so much. It was like my dad used to come over to our house and eat dinner all the time. I mean, it, it was it was right. like it was like a very good co-parenting situation, and it happened later on in life. It didn't happen when I was a little baby. Uh, right. but but in any case, I'm just always I always say 50-50. Now I would ask your question, ask you this okay. question. Uh, what what do you just so I can uh, just so I can close the loop because I I talked in the circle for a second. Okay. Scott's about to talk shit. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna just shout out Better Biatches for sending us a 9.99 super sticker. So thank you very much, Better Biatches. By the way, by the way, I'm you gonna send us a Shiba Inu. Good luck. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say right here that super sticker. Uh, that her uh, better Better Biatches. Uh, her her uh little avatar is dope, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's dope. It's dope. I'm, I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to her. Uh, I'm looking forward to the content that she makes. Better be honest. Uh, and, and like, I'm looking forward to the content that she's gonna she's gonna do. Because I think she's gonna be. I think that she has the potential of, to go as far as she wants to go. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the question I, I I was asking you is, do you think that it's true? And this is not my opinion. That women actually use. Uh, irreconcilable differences as a placeholder for abuse and because they don't want the guy to get in trouble basically um no <laughs> She's uh, like, yeah, no, no i don't think so because the, when when we look into like uh you know the personality type of somebody who's going to use like a child for manipulation that person typically doesn't give a fuck about the other person's feelings. So yeah. I wouldn't necessarily agree that in most cases, women who pick irrec irreconcilable differences are really meaning um, there was abuse. I, I really, I, I just don't really think that those go hand in hand. Like somebody who's willing to use a child as a weapon against somebody else isn't really giving a fuck about their feelings. In fact, yeah. nine times out of 10, they're going to be exaggerating the truth rather than hiding it. So. Okay. And then the last thing I want to do is just, uh, just say poverty lens been in jail. That was the last thing you said. Uh, I just want to understand what does that mean? Uh, it's because I know, uh, things can happen. I know guys go to jail here. Is that, is that married to child support, uh, system or the family court system in Canada does that also? You could just go into that a little and then we'll we'll be good. Um, like whether or not you can land in jail. Yeah, for uh for you said poverty lands men in jail, and I think we were talking about the and that was in the context of state laws that you would change. And right. so right. So what I what I mean, and it, it does happen here as well, is um, you know, for example, uh, a guy will lose his job or he'll get sick and he'll cut back hours, so he gets behind on child support. Um, and then what that does is it actually flags you uh, for your license, I believe. Uh, you get flagged through the registry. Um, and then a police officer pulls you over, says you're not allowed to drive your car. But most men, they still have to drive. They still have to get to work. And so they hop in their car 
they get caught again, they get arrested, um, you know, for driving without a license if they're caught doing it multiple times, which happens so much. So I think, um, yeah, I think number one, I think the the review date for child support needs to be shortened. And I think that there needs to be clear receipts on what it's being used for. Because um, oh, I know wow. men who are paying for their ladies new boyfriends hires. So, like, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? It should be used for kids and kids only. Okay, okay. So, uh, I, I know that uh, we had, let's see, we're at 53 minutes and 11 mm -hmm. seconds of the stream. I know you were in here a little early. We promised that we would only keep you for an hour, so I think we're coming up on that. Uh, I okay. thank you so much for uh, coming on, you know, picking us to do an interview. I don't see a lot of one-on-one -on -one interviews with uh, folks that you do. Uh, this may, uh, from my knowledge, I think this is the first, uh, maybe the second. I'm not sure if you've done a one-on-one -on -one interview like this, but, uh, no, I think this is the first, I, I did a call in on a podcast when I first started, but yeah, I'm very, I'm very, very picky. I'm very, if you look me up like articles, they don't know anything about me and they'll say that yeah. they'll say like, Chloe's a very private person. So yeah. it, it is nice to, I've watched your channel, so I'm familiar with it. I feel yeah you know, comfortable with you guys. So I'm very happy that this was the first one and I hope right, that it right. does well. And I hope that people feel like they know me a little bit better and maybe so, hate so, you a little less, who knows? So, so, so I think that we asked you some, uh, I mean, I, I, I took questions from folks who were substantive mm -hmm. and, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I didn't hold back. Uh, uh, so, I mean, that's all I have. I, I want to thank everybody for joining us, uh, everybody for coming in and saying, what's up? Uh, Oh, 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 no. <laughs> and the final, not everyone, the final message says, call it to the final message, a.k.a. the lion's den. Um, yeah, yeah, you get forewarning about that. <laughs> They're crazy in there. <laughs> but but I, I will say this, yeah. that the tip network, uh, we we call ourselves the polite savages because I, I, I welcome all, I don't care what philosophy you go to, I, I, uh, as long as you come with a well, a well-developed argument or a well-understanding, understanding argument and you and you actually ask a real question i'm cool for it like if you're gonna yeah. like i mean people know like i'm not gonna just come here and just yell at you right i'm gonna ask right. a question. <laughs> i want to know something i'm not just gonna come and be like what's wrong with you ha huh? you know it doesn't make because to me uh, it's not my personality my personality right. like even, even when people are yelling at me i just kind of look at them like come on dude oh well, like when Stefan yelled at us yeah i've had i've had people yell at me and, i shouldn't even said his name yeah but anyway <laughs> i have people yell at me and go at me but we don't do that so yeah, yeah. uh so, but I, I did want to ask you some uh, importantly tough questions. So, looks like you froze. Did she? Yeah, oh, it looks no. like she froze. She, she might be done. Oh, no, she's here. She here. All right. So, oh, I want to give you the last word to say anything you want before we sign off. And, oh, uh, yeah. No, we're here. I think it is. One more time? That's true. That's true. The final message does not yell. Oh. But go on and say, because uh, you, you broke up on that. Yeah, you're back now. Okay. <laughs> uh, final message. I don't know. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've got some really big things for 2023. I have a book that's going to be released in 2023. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So excited for it. So I've got, yeah, I've got some really cool things planned. And yeah, starting this year, I think is when I'm really going to be able to like push into the change making part of my career. And I'm so excited. But other than that, thank you so much for having me. I definitely appreciate it. And you guys are awesome. And right. if you guys aren't subscribed to them, you definitely should be because they're awesome.
thank you, thank, thank you, thank you so much, and thank you for being yeah. a, the first, uh, the first, uh, She's, well, first female guest, first, a, fir a first, <laughs> first, content a first, creator first female guest, content creator female <laughs> guest that we had. Also, you're also you're the first uh, content creator with over uh, eight hundred sub thousand subs to reach out to us. Over nine hundred thousand. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 you're the yeah. first big one. So thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for showing up and yeah. giving us um, your life story and fleshing out all the thoughts that you have. Because it seems like you've done a lot of deep research, especially when it concerning men's rights, and really um, we're eloquent with your points. And yeah, I just keep hoping that you keep creating content, keep uplifting other people, and keep supporting your family the way you have been because it's definitely inspiring, and we yeah. aspire to that too. Yeah, and, and keep yeah, keep yeah. retiring old people. I'm I'm a hundred percent for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, I really hope that this I hope that you guys get the traction you deserve because you guys work really hard and it always astonishes me whenever I'm watching your videos and then I look at the subscriber and I'm like, Why why don't they have a million? So yeah, I'm really hoping that, that this does well for your channel. <laughs> All right. Well thank, thank, thank you, you very so much. much. And uh you know, uh we're, we're gonna let you go. You ain't nothing but my own and Send another desperate message on your knees. I got you begging off. Oh God, I meant to mention, yeah. You ain't nothing.